you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 102. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. Well, hi guys. Today I have a special kids edition, and this is the first kids edition that I'm doing here on the podcast. And really, all it means is that I'm just sharing a story about a kid. And I thought other kids might be interested in hearing it. So if you think that this is something that your kids would be interested, feel free to play it for them. And you guys can just listen together as a family in the car, um, doing whatever you do. Um, okay. So hi, kids. Hi. I call y'all mastermind mascots, um, which just means that your kids that go out into the world and you show up kind and confident and awesome and like your best selves and mastermind mascots are people who solve problems are people who don't add to drama uh, who don't make other people feel crummy about themselves who just like do the right thing and I meet many mastermind mascots in my life and I think most kids are actually mastermind mascots the problem is is that so many kids, I think, are misunderstood by the adults in their lives. And, um, and the adults don't mean to misunderstand you guys. The adults just don't know how to do it differently. So that's really where I come in is I help adults understand kids better, see your perspectives, get really like curious about what's going on when you guys are like in a bad mood or upset or whatever. So I want to share a story about a little friend that I have and um, she's a very, I call her my friend because everybody in our, we're, we're a family that people of different ages can be friends. So, um, so my kids' friends feel like they can come to me and, um, and I talk directly to my kids' friends and we have just regular old conversations and everybody is everybody seems to get along because if you're my kid's friend I think my kids are pretty awesome so if my kid likes you and you're their friend I'm like you must be a pretty cool person like I like you too automatically so this little friend of mine is one of my son Corey's best best friends and um, and I'm actually friends with her parents I've known her for a long time um, she's a very special friend to our family and she, you know, thinks of me probably as a 
pretty special friend too. And she feels like she can tell me about anything. So she's over hanging out with Corey just last weekend. And, um, and Corey was being kind of sluggish. She was laying on the couch. She had a sleepover the night before with someone else. And she was like, let's go ride bikes. Let's get, they like to go goof around in the neighborhood. And, um, and Corey was just like totally being lazy and being a slug. So she comes in, I'm not going to use her name because I don't want to embarrass her in any way. If this were to ever get back to her, I don't think it would, but um, I'll tell her about it, but I'm just not going to use her name out for privacy reasons. So she comes over to me. I'm in the kitchen, and she's she and she looks up at me, and she said, "Can I ask you something, Randy?" And I said, "Sure." She said, "How do you get over stage fright?" And I said, "Hmm, stage fright. Tell me more." And she said, "Well, I just practiced my bat mitzvah speech." for one person. And at that moment, her eyes got kind of teary and she looked up at me and she said, and I just, I couldn't stop crying. And it's because I think I have stage fright and how am I going to get up and do my bat mitzvah speech in front of, you know, all those people. If I can't even do it in front of one person, what am I going to do? And I said, all right, okay, first of all, and this was the conversation. I said, first of all, let me tell you something. You are not the only person that has stage fright. In fact, there have been like researchers who have found out that people actually are more scared of speaking or getting on a stage in front of other people than dying. Stage fright is the number one thing people are afraid of. They're afraid to get up in front of other people. Literally, people would rather die than get up in front of people. So just saying that, you are not alone. Lots of people share this fear. But let's get curious about this, okay? Tell me a little bit more about what feels so scary. And she's like, it's just so scary. And she's having trouble, like even really, like she, her heart starts to race, I can tell. And she's like, kind of like, it, I just, I can't stop crying even thinking about it. And I said, all right, all right, all right. So let's, you know, so let's talk about it a little bit more. And so I explained to her and I said, your body, when it feels scared of something, your body is feeling something that your brain is telling it to feel. So your brain is telling your body to feel like, oh my gosh, this is a really scary situation. I said, the interesting thing is, is that the same feelings and, and uh, chemicals that go through your body when you're excited about something are the same chemicals that go through your body when you're scared about something. So if you feel, I said, what happens when you start to feel the stage fright? She said, my heart starts pounding. I was like, okay, your heart starts pounding. I said, does your mouth get dry? She's like, yes, my mouth gets dry. And then my eyes just well up with tears. I said, okay. So all your body is saying is, I feel a lot of chemicals going through it right now. You must be scared. Okay? You must be scared. This doesn't feel good. We need to release those feelings of being scared. And one of the ways the body lowers and releases all of those, those chemicals that are, come from stress of being scared and feeling like you're under attack I said, 
those get released when you do something like the tears. The tears help those chemicals to go down and not feel as strong. So the tears and the heart racing, the heart racing is so if you are in a scary situation, you could run fast. And, um, and the dry mouth is because your body is working on overdrive and all of like the blood from your head is rushing to like your arms and legs. So there's not a lot left in your, and so that's what the dry mouth comes from because there's all kinds of chemicals that are causing your mouth to get dry. So that's normal. And when you change what you're thinking about it, it starts to, it starts to, you know, have all of those things sort of slow down and chill out. She's like, like what? I was like, well, you know how to do a yoga breath, right? She was like, yeah. I said, so number one, when you take a deep breath in and you hold it and then you let it out, you can also think of it as sniffing the flowers and blowing out the birthday candles. Slow. That breathing actually helps your heart to stop racing so much. Did you notice? And she said, yeah, I noticed. So you guys, if y'all practice that, sniffing in the flowers and blowing out the birthday candles, like notice if your body feels calm after you do that. And I said, so when you do that and you tell your brain, you're not scared. You're just excited. I said, this is your bat mitzvah. People have been talking about it like your whole life. It sort of feels like a big deal. No. And she's like, no, it does. I was like, right. So your brain is going to this place of, oh my God, this is such a big deal. What if you cry in front of everyone? What if you can't give your speech? And it starts spinning out. I said, what if instead you tell your, you take those deep breaths and you tell your brain, this is sort of a big deal because it's so exciting. I've waited my whole life for this. This is really excited, exciting. I said, and I even use a term sometimes because my brain's like, no, I'm freaking out. I'm scared. I said, I even use a term. I'll tell my brain, no, you're just scared sighted. It's okay. It's okay. You're scared sighted. It's okay to be scared and excited at all at the same time. And I think a lot of times of all the times I've been scared and pushed through something and then how, uh, how proud of myself I felt which is amazing. And then I start thinking about how good I'm going to feel afterwards and how proud I'm going to be of myself. She's like, okay, okay. I was like, is that helpful at all? She's like, no, it's helpful. I said, what else would be helpful? And she said, well, maybe if I practice the speech with you. And I said, absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. So she's like, okay. So we take a walk. We go over to her new house. She gets her the speech. We go over to a little place close by because she really didn't want to be at her house practicing because I think she didn't want like, you know, she just wanted to be alone with no pressure. So I said, perfect. Okay. We'll go, we'll go to this separate place and, and we'll practice it. And it was funny because she, I was thinking maybe she would want to be alone with me, but Corey was around and she was totally cool with Corey there. She was fine. So, which helped, which made me feel good because I'm like, oh, she trusts Corey. She trusts the core. That's what I like to call Corey, the core. Um, so we go and we start practicing. And, and first I said, okay, do you want me to read it first so you can hear how it sounds before you do it? And she said, sure. So I start reading it and 
there's a lot of parts of it. Like the speech wasn't very good, you guys, at all. It, and I know her really well. It didn't sound like her. It was not like, it just wasn't a great speech at all. So I'm like, wait, what? What does this part say? She's like, I know. She's like the rabbi. Like I sat with the rabbi and he put all these things in it. And um, I didn't like it, but I didn't know what to say. And so then the more we kind of go through when she keeps finding all these parts that she's like, yeah, I know. No, I hate that part. I don't think anyone's going to want know what that means. And he wanted me to put a joke in, but it was sort of his joke. And I didn't even think it was funny. And I would never use this word and blah, 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 blah. And I said, um, I said, okay, this is interesting. Does this speech not feel like you? She was like, no. Not at all. And I was like, maybe you think you have stage fright, but you actually have sheeple phobia. And she kind of looked at me and sheeple is what I call people who just never question anything and just follow along like good little sheep. And, um, and I said, you're a pretty strong little chick with a big voice and opinions, and she's a small person. I said, and even though there's this small package thing going on, you know, you've always been kind of a Yorkie kid. That's what I call small children because I have a little small dog that's a Yorkie, and she's the cutest thing in the entire world. And she kind of, and she looks at me. I go, even though you've been like a like a Yorkie type package over here, you've got a big voice and you've got things to say. And she was like, uh huh. I was like. And this bat mitzvah, which is a big deal, which you've been waiting for your whole life, like, tell me where I'm wrong on this. It seems like you want to get up on that, on that pulpit in front of all the people who have come to see you, and you want to be you. You don't want to be some little sheep that the rabbi wrote your speech or told you what jokes to put in. Tell me where I'm wrong. She was like, no, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. I said, hmm, it seemed like stage fright, but it was really sheeple phobia. And that's a good thing. I said, that's a good thing. I said, you don't have stage fright. You have leadership energy. You want to be you and you don't want to be anyone but you and you want to be seen for who you are and you want to get up there and give a speech that feels like you that you can be proud of and she said yes and I said so what are we going to do here and she kind of looked at me I said would it be helpful for me to sit with you and to rewrite this speech so that it actually sounds like you and she was like yes yes so I said okay it just so happens that I write stuff all the time and we could probably knock this rewrite out in about an hour. And she said, really? And I said, sure. I said, let's knock it out today. So we go back to my house and we go, Corey goes back to laying on the couch or doing his homework. And I say, can we go get my bed? Because all good writing seems to happen in my life in the bed. And she was like, yes. So we go, we get in the bed. She even gets under the cover. She's got her little computer out. And it took us exactly, I think, 47 minutes to not only rewrite it, but to go through. And she did like two or three practices where she read it, where we 
talked about how, you know, how she, you know, what words she was going to bold and make more important and put at her, you know, how she was going to deliver her jokes. And she practiced it. And at the end, she looked at me, her parting words were, I feel like a huge weight has been lifted off my chest. And I said, you do? She said, yeah. I said, what do you think about your speech? She was like, I think it's awesome. I was like, it is awesome. And you just nailed it. You do not have stage fright. I said, and when you get up there, you might be a little scared sighted because there's all these people in the audience and they're all looking at you. I said, but now you've got a speech that feels like you, that you get to get up there and deliver exactly like you. And so you'll take your deep breaths. You'll say in your head, I'm scared, excited. This is exciting. I got this. I said, and you'll deliver it and you'll feel so proud of yourself. And she said, she said, will you be sitting like right in the front so that I can look at you and be reminded of this? And I said, yes, of course. And she said, okay, good. So that was it. That was it. And her mom sent me a text and she said, I you know, thank you so much. I just, she said, I got a much happier and more confident kid when it comes to the speech. It's a big deal. And so she walked in, it was like a weight had been lifted. She felt so much better. So guys, this is what I want to tell you is when you feel like the world is just crushing down on you. Oh my gosh, it's my bat mitzvah. You know, this is how our little friend felt. It's my bat mitzvah. I have to get up there. The rabbi said, and what if I cry and then I look like a baby and it, blah, 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 you know, all those things can, can race through your mind. But what I want to tell you guys is that everything's figure outable. That was a problem and it seemed like this giant insurmountable problem. And when she thought about it and thought, who is an adult I can trust that could possibly help me solve this problem? And she reached out. I mean, truly, she could have reached out to her parents. I know her parents well, and they talk about, you know, lots of things in their household. And so she could have reached out to her parents and her parents would have helped her solve the problem too. And I think it just so happened that she reached out to me because she happened to be at my house and she happened to be bored because Corey was being a, a slug on the couch. And so she came over to me and she knows that I do some speaking in my life and felt like, you know, I'll just go ahead and ask Randy and let her know how I'm feeling. So I don't have to keep all this stuff inside. That's what I want to tell you guys is when you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders and there's all these big feelings inside. And it seems like there's no, this is just a huge problem and it's a, there's, there's no, there's no solution. I'm at a dead end. This is a huge problem and I have to deal with it all by myself. You never have to deal with it all by yourself. When you go to an adult that you trust and you're able to say, I'm really scared about something, or I'm really upset about something, or I'm really nervous about something, and you allow that adult to help you solve the problem and you guys work together. Like, do you see how it's like, there are no problems. Everything just becomes a chance to learn something new and learn something about yourself and just to feel better. So that's what I want to encourage you guys to do is to have that, that courage and to be brave when you feel like you're at a dead end and you have to 
just deal with whatever the problems are all by yourself. I want you to find an adult that you trust to help you solve the problems. You don't have to do this all alone. Okay, guys, hope you enjoyed our first multi-generational episode. And um, let me know what you think. And I'll see you guys soon. Bye. Have a great week. Are you ready to start having productive conversations? If you've been listening to the podcast for a while and you hear me go through my three-step productive conversation process to solve any problem, and you're thinking, how does she do that? Guess what? I made a really cool resource for you guys. I call it the problem-solving one-sheet. Okay, it's one-sheet front and back, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But it will walk you through how to have productive conversations and you'll practice and before you know it, you'll be having productive conversations all day, every day. It really is the solution to solve any problem. So you can download it at mastermindparenting.com forward slash problem solving, all one word. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash problem solving, all one word.